time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. Okay, we're talking about crushing, temptation, and the sin within. You know, it's the stuff that uh, sounds like fairy tale stuff sometimes, right? Because we all struggle and we all face temptation and uh, hey, it's a it's a tough world out there, especially if you're a Christian, because you're fighting against satanic forces that are in the world today. You're fighting the world system and the world values today and the culture. We're swimming upstream in this torrent of temptation that's everywhere. But it gets worse because the temptation comes from within. You see, the world and the devil simply partner with a an entity that is within all of us. The Bible calls it the sin nature. I'm calling it the zombie here. But it's it's primed and ready for whatever the world is. It's like it stays hungry and the world stays in the kitchen cooking up stuff for it. You know, that's how that works. And, you know, this these truths we've been talking about, there's so much more. Uh, it's in the book, The Christian Zombie Killer's Handbook. You can order on Amazon. But, hey, here's the deal. We've talked about how the zombie is inside of me. The sin nature is inside of me. It's a part of me. It affects all of me. I can't run from it. This struggle for spiritual survival is real, and it's common to all believers, all of us. We can't overcome it by trying harder. We can't overcome it by rededicating, recommitting. We can't overcome it by making more rules or trying to apply God's rules to our life. Those things can't help transform us. We have to admit that our sin comes from within. As Jesus so eloquently said in Mark chapter 7, he gives a whole list of of sins in Mark chapter 7. And at the conclusion of this list of sins that we commit, right? This is what he says. He concludes this way. He says, Verse 20 says, that which proceeds out of a man, that's what defiles the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries, deeds of coveting, and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. And because Jesus was a great teacher, he repeated it at the end. He said, all these evil things proceed from within and defile the man from within. That's the origin of our sin is inside us. So nothing on the outside can help us. Hey, that makes us feel weak and helpless at times, doesn't it? Well, has God done anything to help us with this? Absolutely. See, that's the great, the hidden secret of the Christian life that nobody talks about how to really overcome it. They just tell you to take this out of your life and add this to your life and Don't do this and make sure you do plenty of this and you'll be okay. God's not concerned with that. God, listen, our behavior is secondary to what's going on in our heart. Did you know that? God does not care that you just do the right thing only. He wants you to be the right person. He wants to transform you first. And for that behavior to come out of a heart and and through a power that comes from him. Okay, Jeff, so how does, how does that work? All right, let, let's, let's get into it here, okay? 
let's see how fast we can do this because there's I could take three messages to talk about this three three podcasts in Romans chapter six Paul is is talking just about the effect of sin on humanity and he gets to chapter six and he says hey you know sure God keeps giving grace but are we supposed to keep on sinning so he'll give us more grace he says no that's that's ridiculous he says in verse three do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have also been baptized into his death therefore we've been buried with him through baptism unto death in order that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father so we too might walk in the newness of life for if we become united with him in the likeness of his death certainly we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection and he's talking about spirit baptism Listen, the word baptism just simply means to be immersed into or identified with something, okay? It's a term that was used when they dyed fabric. They would take a piece of white fabric, dip it into a vat of red dye, it comes out red, okay? The fabric was identified with the dye. That's what baptism is, okay? It's just an identification and a, a uniting of something with another, where, wherein the something that, that was baptized now takes on the characteristics of the thing into which it was baptized. He says, you've been baptized into Jesus at salvation. Now, look what he says as a result of that. He says, knowing this, verse 6, that our old self, that's our sin nature, our zombie, was crucified with him so that our body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Oh, there's so much here, so much here. He goes on to say, Knowing, it's uh, verse 11, rather. He says, even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Now watch this. Death in the Bible does not mean that you don't exist anymore. The word death in the Bible always means separation. For the wages of sin is death, separation from God. When you die, your spirit separates from your body. So death is separation. So when he says that our old self is dead to sin. It means that we have been separated from the power or the authority of sin over us through being united with Christ in spirit baptism, through being a Christian, becoming a Christian. So at the moment you were saved, God baptized you into Jesus Christ. You're now identified with him. You have the, the power cord of sin in your life, that old nature was unplugged. The chain of authority was broken. You have a new chain of authority. It's God. You have a new outlet to plug into for your power. It's the Holy Spirit. Okay? So he says, consider yourself. So he says, think that way then. He says, this happened at salvation, and the identity that we lost in the garden as being worshipers has now been restored. Now we have a more powerful master than our old sin nature. It's like, you know, the old, the old, dial-up internet is, is unplugged. Don't use that anymore. You got Wi-Fi. You got free Wi-Fi now. Use that, God says. Use the Holy Spirit. Now we are truly free, not like we were before. So we have to think of ourselves as the old nature no longer has any authority over me. No authority. Now, I can choose to voluntarily submit myself to the old nature's authority and follow the urges that are still in existence. 
in my life. But I don't have to anymore. I can obey God from within through the power of the Holy Spirit. And in order for this to happen, Paul says our minds have to be reprogrammed by God's truth. Listen, one of the reasons why so many Christians are weak and can't have a consistent win over sin and temptation in their life today is because their minds are still in the old mode. Their minds are still in dial-up, okay? Their minds are still in, you know, the first operating system. But there's been successive upgrades, actually one big upgrade called the New Covenant that God gave us through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus' death and resurrection. It's the new life we have in Christ. So now because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, we now have access to the power to overcome the urges of the old nature. And what are those urges? Read about them in Galatians chapter 5. It talks about the deeds of the flesh there. You can go read it for yourself. But we can now choose to follow God. Romans 8 verses 5 through 9 talk about our ability to choose now. We've been made alive in Christ Whereas we were dead in sin, now we're alive in Christ, Ephesians 2, 1 through 5. Now we have the power and the ability to resist that zombie's voice, the pull downward, the persuasion, the deception, and the power that it had over us at one time can now be defeated because we've been identified with Christ. He is the power source. We belong to him. We've been we've been stained with him. We've taken on that color so that now we have the Holy Spirit within us. So we are immersed in Jesus Christ. And so we no longer have to follow the old nature. We, through now transforming our minds through God's wisdom, God's vintage truth, God's discernment, we can recognize now, watch this, as you grow in Christ and in the Word, you begin to be able to recognize the deceptive tricks, the subtle deceptive tricks of your old sin nature. And now you're able to recognize those and go, whoa, that's you. I'm not going that way. I'm going to choose by the power of the Holy Spirit to go God's way from within. Not, from, not a rule from without, a, rule from, a, a, a motivation from within. We can rebel against the old nature. We can rise up against that zombie and we can slay it. You see, this is some of the truth we see emerging in other parts of Scripture. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, For uh, we are new creations in Christ, right? Old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We have a new identity, a new nature. The old nature is still there, but it no longer has authority over us. We have a new nature now, enabling us to live a new lifestyle. The new identity empowers us towards that new lifestyle. Ephesians 5, 18 and Colossians 3, 16 through 17 tell us about allowing the word of God to dwell in our minds, allowing the Holy Spirit to be in charge of our lives as a daily experience, not an event, not a rule, but a relationship with him. Now watch this. What happens when we recognize the sin that's there? We draw upon the power of the Holy Spirit. We're plugged into him already. We just turn the light on. We just let the, let the power flow. And we have the ability now from within to overcome 
those urges and the temptations that we all feel on a daily basis. And so you say, well, gosh, that, that sounds hard. All right, watch this. When you tell a baby, when a baby's born, if you say, hey, listen, in, in a year, you're going to be walking. In a year and a half, you're going to be walking really good. Baby didn't understand any of that. But time and life teach the lesson. Just like time and life have taught you and I the lesson about the fact that we can't overcome this thing within us by trying harder, rededicating, or by following the rules. And so what happens is, as you grow in Christ, guess what's happening? You're growing spiritually, just like you're growing physically as a baby. You begin to pull up. You lift your head up. You look around. Then you pull up. Then you take a few steps. You fall. But sooner or later, you learn, watch this, you learn the skill of walking. And it doesn't mean you never trip up. It doesn't mean you never fall down. But here's what it does mean. It means, for the most part, you walk. I mean, once you learn to walk, you kind of know how to walk. And sometimes you even, well, not sometimes, most of the time you're doing it subconsciously. Unless you're walking across, you know, a narrow log across a stream or across the street and you want to watch your step, whatever. Yeah, it becomes second nature. And that's exactly what the Bible tells us happens. In Galatians chapter 5 and beginning in verse 16, Paul says this because he's been talking about the law and the rules and stuff. He said, no, no, no. He says, here's what I say. Here's my advice to you from the Lord. Walk by the Spirit. Ah. So we don't just recognize who we are and what God has done for us. And that's where everything flows from, by the way. Everything flows from what God has done for us at salvation. We only recognize that, but now we begin to get up as we grow. We begin to walk. We walk. Now, if I walk by the power of the Spirit, as Paul's talking about here, what's going to happen? Well, fortunately for you and for me, Paul gives us that very vintage truth in the second part of that verse. He says, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Wow, there it is. You see, the key to overcoming the zombie within is learning how to walk in the Spirit. But you cannot walk in the Spirit Do you know what the Spirit has done for you at salvation. Against the old nature, unplugging the sin nature, taking the authority away from the sin nature, and giving you a new nature in Christ, and uniting you with Jesus Christ, baptizing you, immersing you in Him, making you identified with Him. Once you have that, and you begin to grow in that kind of strength, guess what? You learn to walk. And Anytime you're walking in the Spirit, you're not walking in the flesh. Anytime you're walking in the flesh, you're not walking in the Spirit. <laughs> in fact, the next verse says, for the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit. The Spirit sets its desire against the flesh, for these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. That's why the Holy Spirit's there, to, is to keep you from falling prey to that old nature again. He said, but if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under any kind of law. So let the Spirit flow through you. Let the Spirit be in charge is what he's saying there. And just like a baby learning to walk and learning to walk well, the, the longer you do it. Now, now, hear me on this. This is not, you know, getting getting a software update and, and in 28 minutes, you know, you've got the new software and you're good for, you know, another year or whatever. This is a life skill, and it's not a skill that you just learn overnight. It's something you learn over time, 
through practicing. The more you grow by being in God's vintage truth, being exposed to his vintage truth and great teaching and great Bible study, the more you're involved in that and you're interacting with that authentically in your heart, letting God do what he wants to do in your heart, the more that happens, the more you grow, the more you mature, the more you mature, the more you learn how to walk, the more you walk, well, the more victory you have over sin. And eventually it becomes second nature. So you don't have to make a list. You just do the life skill. You know, you know when, I, when I pick up my guitar today, I play my guitar. I don't even think about it. I just play it. I know the chords. I know what's coming next. It, it's almost like my brain is not even involved, even though it is. It's the same way with walking in the Spirit. Some of you guys have grown up learning how to play the piano or throw a football or baseball, learn how to dance or the, the violin, whatever it is you do, whatever skill that you have, if you're good at it, you do it pretty much second nature. That's exactly what walking in the Spirit is all about. That's how we overcome that sin. It's not a recipe. It's a relationship. It's not something that's just prescribed to take like a pill. It's a process it's that, that eventually leads to progress and maturity. And it means we do it every day. Every day. Every time I'm tempted, I realize that this temptation is not so great I can't overcome it because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I also realize this temptation is coming from either the world and the, or the devil or my heart or a combination of all three. And I know they're going through the intersection of my heart because they can't get to me unless they go through that old nature. And that old nature wants me to succumb to that temptation. I recognize where it's coming from. I look at that sin nature. I say, you have no authority over me. It's not about rebuking Satan. How about rebuking your own heart? How about that? How about making your heart the devil and rebuking your heart and say, get behind me, old nature. How about that one? And then realizing that you've been given a new nature and identification with Christ and the Holy Spirit lives within you. Therefore, all the power of the Holy Spirit is within you. Therefore, now you can overcome. All you got to do is choose. I choose through the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome this thing. You see, this fighting the old nature, this, this slaying the zombie within is a daily thing. I got to fight it daily. Uh, you do too. And you can't live on yesterday's wins, but you can't dwell on yesterday's failure either. You got to keep going. Listen, some sin and temptation will over time become ineffective in your life. You'll just no longer be tempted by it. Others are going to chase you until the day you die or when Jesus returns at the rapture. Either way, we have the ability to overcome it each and every time. And that's why we take it one day at a time, one temptation at a time. That sin nature still exists, but you now have the power through the Holy Spirit to overcome it. So now you know what the sin nature is. Now you know how it works. Now you know how not to overcome it. And now you know through God's vintage truth how to crush it on a daily basis. Hey, believer, know who you are. So in your mind, I want you to say this right now in your mind. I have a sin nature within me. I have a sin nature within me. But I can overcome it through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. I can win. 
And that's not a power of positive thinking kind of thing. That's not just a let's just say it and it'll be true kind of thing. No, it's God's truth for your life. Now go out and live the kind of life you were meant to live by his power. God bless. I'll see you on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Please subscribe and share with a friend. For more about Jeff's ministry, go to jeffkinley.com.